This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I just want to say, if this is your first time listening, welcome. We'd love to have you in this in our community. And if it's your hundredth time listening, thank you for, for being a dedicated follower. I sure appreciate it, and I know that um, it's helping. A, this podcast is helping a lot of people, um, especially in this particular time of the market. And um, just want to say thank you. So welcome, welcome on uh, board. So let's get started right away. I want to um, introduce today's guest, Greg Sims. I'm sorry, Simmons, Greg Simmons. Um, he's a loan officer with First Savings Mortgage um, locally here in my area of Fairfax County in Northern Virginia. And, you know, I think it's always just real important to uh, bring everybody on, whether they're far away or close close in. Um, as most of you know from listening to podcasts, I'm no longer in lending. I retired or, or have shifted um, away from lending as of May of this year. So um, I'm really excited to bring someone who's local into, into our world. So welcome to the show, Greg. Um, okay, so Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how long you've been in the business, what your volume looks like, you know, that, that kind of thing, just so that we get a sense of, you know, why are you doing this crazy thing called mortgage lending? <laughs> well, sure. Um, I've been in the mortgage business now almost 17 years um, in varying capacities. I've been on the front end of the uh, mortgage business since 2005, um, where I was an assistant and a processor for about three years, and then I was a full-on loan officer assistant for five years. So for almost nine years, I was you know, learning how to be a loan officer without having to do um, a whole lot of lead generation Um you know, have a background in processing and underwriting as well. So, um, more of a, uh, you know, back background loan officer, so to speak, you know, like I really enjoy the, uh, the logistics of it, you know, getting people, um, accurate numbers, making sure they're, um, you know, fit for the right program. Um, I don't fashion myself a sales guy really at all, you know, more of a mortgage ambassador or a professor to you know help people. Um, you know, I have this suite of skills and I, want to use it to you know, help you through what could be a you know, sometimes complicated transaction um, and just, you know, impart my knowledge and experience on, on my clients and, and referral partners. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit um, as well, because I want to make sure that everybody has, under, you know, and listen, this is the thing that I absolutely love about lending is that it doesn't matter what your personality trait, where your background comes from. If you, you know, are strong in sales, you know, and that's your, your uh, specialty, that's awesome. If you're more strong in the structure of the loan, that's awesome. You know, there's, there's all kinds of people for this, and I, I love hearing that. So, so yeah, tell us you. a little bit about how you transition, because actually my experience is like that too. I was an underwriter for many years, um, and I just didn't want to talk to paper. I wanted to talk to people. Um, right. So tell us a little bit about your transition, <laughs> how you transitioned out, and how you positioned yourself in the marketplace, you know, going out and knowing that you have this thought behind you that, you know, I'm not really a salesperson. I don't want to be that. So how did, how did you position yourself? Because people that are listening may have that same 
transitional concern sure. or effect? Do they just did it or thinking about doing it? Share with us about that. Yeah, for sure. So during the you know, roughly nine years that I was working as an LOA, I was originating my own stuff on a small scale. Um, you know, I think one year I think I did $5 million worth of production. You know, so it was anywhere from like you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20 loans a year. Um, but over nine years, I had built up you know, a, a book of business where I had you know, 120 or so clients that I could you know, call on and say, hey, you know, I'm still in the mortgage business, but now I'm originating my own book. Um, you know, I need to lean on you guys for you know, repeat business, word-of-mouth referrals, you know, things like that. I did have one uh, agent who was uh, pretty strong who used me throughout that entire time. So obviously when I transitioned into being a, a, you know, on my own loan officer, so to speak, um, I had him and then you know, just really hit the ground running with networking, um, social media marketing um, to, to really hopefully get those referral uh, relationships going. Uh, joined a couple uh, local chambers of commerce, uh, participated in, uh, and I still do, actively in uh, lead share groups with that. Um, you know, lots of networking, happy hours with uh, realtor associations and young professionals network, stuff like that. Just to, you know, the, I feel like the more you get yourself out there and the more you, um, people work with you because they like you. It doesn't necessarily matter why they like you. Um, and then once they give you that opportunity to really show them, hey, you know, I know what I'm doing. This, you know, I have a lot of experience in this business and, you know, I really do a good job and I, I love it and I love helping people. Um, you know, the, then once they use your wants, hopefully they're hooked. You know, so now at this point, I would say I probably have seven or eight, um, you know, realtors that use me almost exclusively. Um, you know, so it, I was able to work. Being a loan officer was my, my goal all along. Uh, I, I got into the mortgage business pretty much by chance. I, I graduated from Virginia Tech um, in 2001, and then right after I graduated was, was 9-11, so the economy was kind of crazy. Um, and, of course, economic bad news is good news for rates. So refinance boom all across the country. Everybody's hiring. I got on board with the temp agency and placed it for savings. And then, you know, took a look around and I said, you know, how do I get that guy's job, you know, in the corner office with a nice car? And what do I have to do to get there? Uh, you know, pay my dues and, and work my way up the, the, the ladder, so to speak, and, and here I am now. So I feel like, you know, um, leveraging my, uh, I've always been a pretty social guy, um, you know, not outwardly salesy or, or anything like that, but I've always had a lot of friends and I've always enjoyed talking and working with people. So, um, you know, it was kind of a natural transition. I didn't really like when I was in the post-closing department, you know, auditing files and, you know, even processing, you know, wasn't as out there as I wanted to be with the people. So I feel like, you know, I, I was able to use all my experience and, and you know, ultimately what I wanted to, to, to transition from the back, back end of the business to the, you know, to the sales side. So, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, so, you know, a lot of loan officers do networking. A lot of loan officers join chambers and get the word out and try to show, you know, that they can, they can handle, um, the production, et cetera. What do you think makes you different? What is, what is the one thing that makes you really different than the other guys that attracts uh, people to wanting to work with you? Well, I think, I think honestly, it's, um, it's the, the background 
um, you know, I, I really try to sell that. I sell the, you know, the fact that my experience and um, you know, the fact that I did post-closing and, and processing and underwriting and loan officer assistant, you know, like I really know the business in and out, um, you know, and, and I come from a, like a genuine place when I'm helping people. Like, you know, I've talked myself out of transactions quite a few times, you know, because I didn't think that it was something that the people should be doing or that I would necessarily be doing if I were in their circumstance. So I think people really warm up to that, you know, like they don't feel threatened. They don't feel like I'm going to, you know, try to push them or steer them or or aggressively try to sell them something because I'm not, Um, you know, and and I'm doing some stuff that my peers aren't doing. You know, I'm, um, I go to almost every single one of my purchase closings unless I'm double booked or out of town. Um, you know, and I, and I just try to do a few things over and above what the competition is doing. Uh, set up initial meetings with clients, you know, maybe on a Saturday morning at a Panera or something like that. And, you know, just try to differentiate myself, you know, not just in terms of my experience and knowledge, because a lot of guys out there are experienced and knowledgeable, um, you know, but the, Again, trying to go over and above you know, what the guy down the street might be doing, especially I, th- I think that's important um, now that so much of the business is technology-driven. You know, the application's online. They're texting you. They're emailing you. They're, they, you know, in a lot of cases, they don't even want to call. They just want to have everything done electronically. So you could go all the way through the transaction and never haven't spoken to the person, you know, if it's a fairly yeah. straightforward yeah. transaction. Um, so going to closing and, and – you know, putting in that FaceTime, you know, not only with the client, but with the agent. They love it. Um, you know, I work open houses on weekends with agents. Um, you know, it, sometimes it's, it doesn't seem like it's very fruitful when the people that come in, a lot of times the people aren't expecting to see a lender there. Um, you know, it, you might not get a contact directly from the open house, but the agent is a captive audience then. You know, I mean, they can't leave. <laughs> they have to be at the open house for three hours or two hours or whatever it is. Right. You can use that time to to build a relationship. So, I mean, those are, you know, and then again, being active with social media, I mean, those things I I kind of feel like differentiate me from from some of the older guys that have been in the industry for a long time. It's just kind of expected to happen and, and, you know, roll along at this point for them, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, I think that's interesting. And I I think one thing that's really important, too, is that you're willing to say no to people. You know, you're willing to not succumb to, you know, the cat on the marble floor and I need every deal every time. And especially if it's at the expense of hurting an individual, you know, as much as it is at the expense of hurting your reputation and that of the realtor that you're working with as well. You know, that's so important. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I don't want to put my name on something if it's not going to work. You know, you, you can't, you can't right. be afraid to say no to people. Um, you know, it's no fun, you know, and sometimes people get pushy and angry right. with you, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're not doing anybody any favors if you start throwing pre-approval letters around and then can't get the deal to the table. It's like you've wasted your own time, you've wasted their time, you've wasted their money, home inspection, appraisal, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, once it gets that far down the line and you can't close it, it's like not good for anyone. So... Yeah, I mean, right. I know it's it's that um, I call it the uh, pray or pre-approval and pray process, right? Get the pre-approval and then pray that nothing goes wrong, and yeah. you know, and that's a process that a lot of people use um, because they don't do the due diligence up front. Okay, so what have, what else have you done uh, besides networking? And then of course you had that relationship, you know, or two with with a handful of people. What are you um, 
what are you doing um, in relation to, uh, and is it just realtors or is it realtors and other partners as well? Well, one of the networking groups I joined was, um, it was called um, McLean Power Partners. Um, and mm-hmm. they... BNI? Is that a BNI? Kind of. It's, it's not a BNI yeah. proper, but it, it's basically, you know, a similar concept. And one of the things that they um, ingrained in me, you know, pretty early on, which was extremely helpful, was you have to identify, you know, your sphere of influence and, and who has the potential to, you know, repeatedly use you as a resource. So, you know, for me, obviously, it's realtors, financial advisors, CPAs. Um, sadly, divorce attorney is another good one. Um, and I think those are the, the main ones. Um, you know, so I try to, I mean, realtors first and foremost, especially now that the market has shifted and is almost entirely purchase business. Um, but you have to right. have those other um, industries, you know, for when those opportunities do arise and, and, and you know, hopefully you're, you're then top of mind. So yeah, definitely not just realtors, but those other fields as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so in that space then, I mean, not just in that space, but are you, are you teaching people? Are you doing classes? Are you doing webinars? Are you partnering with realtors? Kind of give us an idea of like a typical day or week that you're, sure. that you're working with um, these realtors other than just the transactional piece. Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely um, done first-time home buyer seminars. I've done multiple um, yeah, seminars. I've actually done YouTube webinars on um, for the realtor associations, uh, stuff like that. I mean, I feel like there's really no wrong way to go about this. And, and honestly, like the, the more you get yourself out there and the more stuff you're doing, um, the better off you're going to be. You know, the more people you're going to be, um, you know, you're going to encounter and you never know when you're really going to hit it off with somebody. Um, for example, I always like to bring up, I went to a networking group that was a total bust. Um, it was run by kind of a smarmy realtor that you know, I, I identified right away that I didn't want to work with him. Um, but I met somebody there who has become a good friend of mine, works in the title business, and we, and we do a lot of business together. I try to send you know as much of my refi business over there as I can just because I know they're they're you know good people. They they do everything right. They're above board. They always do a good job. Um, but that's just one of those instances where you know networking can be frustrating because you you might go to a happy hour and you know you leave there deflated, thinking, man, that was a total waste of time. I could have been with my family. I could have been with my kids. You know, whatever. But you have to keep putting yourself out there. You know, to hope that you know something will click. You know, you you'll get something out of it immediately, or maybe you'll. you'll start a relationship that, you know, could potentially go years. Yeah, I think, I think that's really important. And, I, you know, what I'm hearing you saying is, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but if you don't do anything, you're going to lose all the time. You know, right. you're never, you're never going to win. You have to get out there and, you know, make sure that people know who you are. And, um, you know, and it's a process. And, and this is something we talk on our podcast all the time is um, that, uh, you know, you don't network to get business you or to get a deal. You network to identify the people that you want to have a relationship with. Right. And, right. you know, that's super, super, super key. Okay, so um, thank you for sharing that. So what, um, what is, you, you don't have a team, right? It's just you doing all this. Yeah. So, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so tell us about what you think is going to happen for your growth. What are you trying to do in the future? Sure, sure. Um, I'd, I'd like to get to the point where, you know, I'm doing, I feel like 40 million is kind of a sweet spot. Um, 
in terms of production. Um, you know, you're you're not working 24/7, 365, um, but you're you're also obviously still able to to make a strong living and and you know have a nice lifestyle. Um, and actually, just this past week with the market shifting, you know, every so often I'll go through my pipeline and and you know figure out what I've closed. Um, and, and where they came from and, you know, obviously what, whether it was purchase or refi. Um, like 2016, my business was, for that year, was my strongest year. I think I did $33 million almost that year. Um, my business was like 58% refi, 42% purchase. And then uh, in 2017, my volume was only down about 10%, which is pretty good, I think, for the, because I think for the most part, the industry was down a little more than that. Um, right. But my business was, um, I think, 52%. No, no. It was almost 70-30 purchase to refi. And then this year so far, um, it's been uh, 88% purchase, 12% refi. So, you know, and if I can get to, you know, hopefully, again, by the end of the year, um, I'd like to be about $25 million, you know, average about $2 million a month. Um, then I feel like, you know, of course, the volume is going down, which is a disappointment, but um, the way that it's structured is, is uh, you know, with, with the, almost the entirety of it being purchase business is good because, you know, it's, for one, it's, it's, I feel like it's, uh, you know, harder to, to, to get those referrals to come in. So it obviously means I'm doing something right <laughs> to, to be able to, you know, still maintain Absolutely. roughly the same level of volume. With, right you know, almost none of it being refis, um, you know, and then eventually rates will, you know, put ourselves in a, in a position where there's, there's more refi business and, you know, I'm just growing that pipeline, you know, with more and more individuals to, you know, to put in the CRM and, and hopefully keep my name in, in, in front of them and, you know, hopefully have them to refi down the line at some point if necessary, or at least have repeat business from them if they buy something else. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I think, uh, you know, that positioning is super and super important. And the other thing is, too, if you're listening, uh, notice how he knows his numbers. You know, we talk about that all the time is you've got to know your numbers. You, you have to know where your business is coming from. You don't say, I think it's about 88%. You know, it either is or it isn't. You know, right. It's either 87 or it's some other number, you know. And I think that a lot of people um, – really don't know their numbers. They're just trying to, you know, make it through through the, the, the uh, you know, year after year after year. So, um, so thinking about, you know, how this year has gone and, um, you know, and, how, and, and looking forward to next year and knowing what's going on, you know, with the change in, in change in the market that we're experiencing now. And, you know, I think it is going to get better. I think we're going to find that, you know, we're just waiting for income to catch up with home prices. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's growing. It's just it hasn't, yeah. And um, so, you know, what are you, as you think into 2019, what are you thinking about um, changing? What do you think you're going to change or stick with? You know, what's, what's on the horizon for you? Sure. Um, it's funny that you ask because actually just this past week I reached out to my seven best realtors and I said to them, you know, what can I do better to help you? And I mentioned how, you know, the, the mortgage business had shifted from, you know, what it was a few years ago being about half and half purchased to refi and now being almost entirely purchased. And I said, you know, what can I do better or what can I do that I'm not doing 
Um, do you want to do co-marketing together? Do you want to do seminars together? Do you want uh, client appreciation events? Um, you know, what can I do to, to better assist you? And also, I opened myself up for some, you know, hopefully constructive criticism. I said, is there something I did or didn't do on, you know, one or more of the yeah. transactions that we worked on together that you liked or you didn't like or, or wish I would have done? Um, and the response I got back was, was almost immediate and it was pretty resounding, resoundingly positive. Um, one of my agents replied back and said, yes, I want to do a client appreciation event. So that dialogue is now open. Um, and right. then one of my agents called me almost immediately just to kind of talk about, you know, the year and he wants to make a strong fourth quarter push as well, you know. So I heard back from him. And then uh, I also have another uh, a coffee set up with another one of my agents for later this week. So, you know, by just doing that, sending out that, that email to those you know, seven realtors, I, you know, I've talked to, I've heard from four of them, you know, almost immediately. Um, you know, and it's, it's, I'm going to have a, you know, one-to-one coffee with, with an agent and, you know, uh, hopefully have a blind appreciation event with another, you know, and just, uh, it all happened so easily just by putting myself out there and saying, you know, how can I help you, you know, and opening myself up for, for, you know, that feedback. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really key point. You know, um, it's, uh, with my coaching clients, we talk about this all the time is that, you know, most of the strategy is, uh, for most loan officers, is how do I get more realtors? And that strategy is to go to realtors and find out what their current lender is doing and isn't doing so you mm-hmm. can fill the gap, right? Well, the same thing would be hold true if you're not asking um, them as well, you know, the ones that you currently work with, some other loan officer is. And they're strategizing on how to move that business away from you, right? And so I think that's um, very honorable. It's, it's hard because you have to set yourself up for the possibility that there might be some negative comments, but that's yeah. where growth happens. That's truly where growth happens. And if you aren't willing to ask that question, then you'll never grow. You know, you'll be, you'll be sitting back and just wondering why without yeah. having any clarity. So I think that's awesome. And I also think it's great that you're, you know, offering to help loan realtors, of course, um, it's, it's another thing, another strategy that's talked about in sales all the time is how do I help you? But nobody really, one, they, they ask the question, but they, they don't really act on the reasons why. And I mm-hmm. think that that's, um, you know, a real big failure in all sales, you know, is asking how I can help you, but then not following up with it. So the fact that you've got meetings to help them, um, you know, with their practice next year, you have some um, viable activities that you're now looking to do. I think that's, that's awesome. What are you going to start doing next year that's different from this year? What, what's your strategy for what you're going to do next year? Well, I do have um, I'm targeting trying to expand um, my outreach. Probably at this point, my, my business is in Rock County and Fairfax County, Virginia. And now I'm with Mark Roberts. That's where I live now. That's where my, um, my, my corporate office is. Um, but I think I'm going to try to stretch it out into um, – you know, into Maryland next year. Uh, I still I do some business in Maryland right now, but I'm going to try to reach out to those, you know, either Chamber of Commerce or Realtor Association, you know, like Frederick, Maryland, for example, um, you know, to just get out there and try to meet some, some more agents um, because, again, the, the business has is, is shifted to being, you know, primarily you know, purchase-driven at this point. Uh, so that's one thing that I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, 
you know, continue networking, um, you know, possibly, um, you know, make a change in that regard. Um, I've never been in a BNI proper. I've been in, um, you know, multiple lead share networking groups um, that, you know, fashion themselves after what BNI does. Um, and I've kind of shied away from, from BNI um, because of the commitment. Um, but I think I might like to bullet and, and try to get into uh, BNI next year. Um, you know, those are a couple things. You know, obviously, just continue with um, uh, social media marketing um, and the social stuff about networking. It's, it's fun. You know, you go to a happy hour, right. you go to a meeting or whatever, and you're just socializing with people. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly don't lead with talking about business when I go to those sorts of events. It's you know, just trying to, you know, you obviously want people to be aware of who you are and what you do, but, you know, you don't sell at networking events, you know, it's just you're, you're trying to forge it and create those relationships. So I think pretty much just, you know, try to expand my, um, you know, the, my group of realtors that I work with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your sphere. So um, it's yeah, and I, I think that's um, I think that's great. I think you're you know you're looking forward. I know that um, sometimes what can happen, uh, you know, I've seen little officers in my offices, you know, in the past where when the market kind of gets down, they sort of cuddle, you know, start cuddling up into a corner while they're blanky, suck their thumb, you know, yeah. kind of want to go into the corner, yeah, and just say, well, with me, why aren't they this? And I, I love that you're just getting out there and saying, you know, I'm going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let it beat me. I'm going to beat it. And, you know, um, and I think that's great. That's and um, I was me. just talking, go like ahead. What you said is, um, you know, that, that's good. I mean, as the, as the market shifts and it becomes harder to, to do this and to, you know, make a lot of money doing it, it's, more and more guys are going to leave the business. Absolutely. You know, that's, Absolutely. that's even better for, you know, I mean, so if I can succeed and thrive, you know, when it's difficult, I don't, I don't look at that as, as a negative thing. I look at that as a challenge. And like I, when I first moved out on my own into the mortgage business, it was 2014, and that year was done. I think the mortgage industry was down like first ten or something from the year before. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I said, okay, well, if I can, you know, pick this up and, and run with it, you know, it, now when it's when it's tougher to get business than when it gets easier to get business, I'm just I'm gonna be older. You know, it's kind of how I thought about it. You know, and, and I, I greatly exceeded my expectations in terms of what I was able to produce in, in 2015 and 2016. And um, I wish I'd done a little more last year, um, but you know, it's it's all in all, it's been excellent, and you know, I feel great about you know how I've been able to do it. Um, because you know, it used to be there are guys in my company and, and, and um, women in my company who have been there for, you know, 20-something years that you used to just pop your head into the real estate office, drop off a stack of Xerox rate sheets, and then the phone rang. Yeah. Um, and for one, if you do that now, there's nothing real much there because you want to work from home. And, you know, two, they probably have it in-house with your affiliate already, and they're going to shred your stuff the second you walk out the door. So. You know, I had to figure out other ways to get in front of those, you know, referral partners and then to, to make those relationships happen. So um, it's exciting. It's fun. Yeah, I, you know, and I have, I have one piece, if, if, if you're um, open to it, I have a, for a, a piece of understanding, is the people that you're working with now, um, the realtors that you're working with now, is to ask them, you know, who do you know that um, would love to have the same service that I'm able to provide to you that you feel comfortable introducing me to? And I think mm -hmm. if you ask each one of them, you would double the number of people that you're working with in your current market without having to go over to another market. Continue to do that. Sure. I'm saying not 
yeah, not to continue, but I think one of the things that we don't do as loan officers, we're afraid to ask people we're working with to refer us to other people because we think, oh, it, you know, then they think I won't have enough time for them and you know, all that. Yeah, but they actually yeah. love referring us. So, you know, if you want to double the number of people you're working with, most of them will probably give you a couple of referrals, um, you know, you know, so maybe that, maybe, maybe that would be, you know, yeah, just some, you know, some kind of highlight on that. Um, yeah. So, um, so knowing where the market is uh, today and, you know, again, I, I love your positive attitude and I think that's important, you know, and as people are listening, they're saying, okay, so let's, let's not, you know, hide, let's dive in, let's go after something um, that's different. What, what, uh, do you have a niche? Do you have a niche that you work in as well? Well, I really like doing VA stuff. Um, well, my company is, is poised. Uh, we're VA delegated, so we have VA underwriters on staff. Um, we're closing our name. Um, all the processing and everything is all in-house. We're very competitively priced on the VA stuff. And the FHA stuff, too, all the gummies. Um, you know, so I would say uh, VA, I, I really like. Um, you know, and then I think at this point in my career, uh, the majority of the realtors I'm working with, um, you know, it's not super jumbo stuff. I mean, there's, there's, you know, obviously a, a big amount of, of super jumbo stuff in, you know, Alexandria, Arlington, you know, Falls Church, the district. Um, but I'm not doing the majority of my business there. Um, and of course, there's some expensive stuff in, in law, but, but for the most part, the realtors I'm working with are, are doing, you know, average price houses. I think my average loan amount last year was around 400000 Um So I would say, you know, the, yeah, the stuff that cool. I... Thank you. Really like to do um, is VA um, and you know just agency high balance and you know there's a good amount of, of regular conforming loans in there and then FHA stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it um, you know it's good to it's good to know your market as well. And I mean that's why I bring I love bringing everybody on this call because um, everybody's doing something a little different and still being very successful. And I just love sharing that because those that are listening, you know, if they're kind of beating their head at the wall and saying, okay, there was one thing that I learned from today is maybe I could um, do my networking better, you know, maybe I could mm -hmm. do it more frequently, um, you know, and recognize that there will be good and bad days and maybe I'll do open houses and I haven't, you know, and um, so I appreciate you sharing that. So um, do you, are you reading anything right now? How do you keep yourself um, professional? How does your professional develop continue to grow? What do you read? What do you listen to? Um, is there a special quote that you love, you know, that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, there's one that I um, remember posting on my Facebook page a couple of years ago. If I, could, if I could just remember what it is, it's um, make yourself visible, make yourself valuable, make yourself invaluable, right? So oh, I really like it. that, um, you know, because obviously you have to put yourself out there, you know, and, and you know, sacrifice your time, invest your time rather, um, to, you know, putting yourself out there and hopefully make, making those relationships ha happen and then, you know, prove that you can, um, you know, provide a valuable service to people and then, you know, hopefully they're so impressed by, you know, the good of, how good of a job you're doing and, and how you're going, you know, above and beyond what the competitors aren't doing and, um, you know, so you, that's sort of how I interpret it. You know, you, you do more than just make yourself valuable. You becoming a vital part of their team. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love that. Okay, so can you repeat that again? We'll, we'll, we'll capture it and have it on there, but 
It's make yourself valuable. Visible. Make yourself valuable. Make yourself valuable. And then make yourself invaluable. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Wonderful. Well, listen, Greg, it's been wonderful um, spending time talking to you and learning about what you're doing. You know, all of us are doing something a little different and just real important for us to learn from one another. Um, We don't want to be an island in this. We're all in it together, right? So if we can take little bits and pieces from everybody, um, you know, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share with us and, um, you know, so that I can learn a little bit about what you're doing as well. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and and I'm honestly flattered that you reached out to me. So thank you. Of course, of course. So listen, everybody, um, take one idea that you heard from Greg and implement it in your practice, you know. Uh, Maybe something, you know, maybe it's a back to basics for some of you, right? I used to do that, and maybe I need to go back to doing it. For others, it might be something brand new, you know, or just a little tweak and, You know, it's not a 180-degree turn. We just want little tweaks, something that you could take and put into action right away that would make a difference in your practice, you know, as we head into, um, you know, the new year. Um, Perfect time to sit with all of your referral partners and find out what their plans are and what they're tweaking. You may never know. You think you're in alignment with them now, but they might be making a major shift you're not aware of. So I encourage you to do that as well. And, again, thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I love hearing the feedback that I get. And encourage you, please, please go onto iTunes and write a review. Write a nice review, right? <laughs> That's the whole idea. Um, but write a review. Keep us going. Um, you know, love hearing hearing everybody's feedback. And go out and make it a great day. And we'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.